come on in. It's the church lady. Get yourself a cup of coffee and sit down and make yourself comfortable. All right. We are going to be talking about worrying. Something I think that we all do at some given point in time is worrying. If you ain't worried about your job, your children, your boyfriend, your husband, your weight, your hair, your shoes, your clothes, you know, it's just so many things that we are bombarded with. And I think that most of these things that we tend to worry about um, are things that we have blown up, blown out of proportion. <clears throat> Ourselves, excuse me. But there are those things that we worry about that may not be born, blown out of proportion. Those things, those issues and, and problems that we have uh, that overrun us and, and, and then causes us to worry, causes us to lose sleep. You know, always constantly on our minds through the storm that we're in. And so I really want to talk about some things that I learned just yesterday. And worrying about the storms in our life. When we worry about the storms in our life. There are some things that you go through in life, some storms that come upon you that even though they seem like, you know, it's the hardest thing you've ever been through at that particular time, or even if it's not the hardest thing you've ever been through, it's the worstest thing that you've ever been through. Um, and you don't, you know, know how you're going to make it. And I'm sure we've all had those seasons, those days, those moments in time where at that split second, at that very moment, it seems as though you won't make it. Those storms are not always meant to hurt us even though we think that that's what it's doing. And in fact, some of those storms may even hurt. But the purpose in those storms is that it's meant to help us grow. Now, not all of them. I'm reminded of that scripture that says, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. That's called according to his purpose. So there's some, some purpose in some storms that uh, we go through and some of those storms, you know, uh, God has caused. Yeah, I said it. God has caused them. Sometimes God sends you through a storm. And when God sends you to a, through a storm, um, the, the saying is that if he sends you to a storm, he will bring you through a storm. God would never 
purposely harm you. He loves you far too much to do evil to you. Now, good things do happen. Bad things do happen to good people. And when those bad things happen to good people, God is always there in the midst of your storm. As I said, there are some storms that God himself sent. So you ask yourself, is the storm, what am I supposed to be learning in this storm that I am? Because some of these storms that we are in are lessons that we need to learn in order to become who God will want us to be. And sometimes these things that are happening to us, we are wondering why I keep going over over this same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. What am I or what should I be learning or getting or uh, what should I be growing in or out of? But I keep repeating the same thing keep happening to me over and over and over again. The same thing. Why is this? Most of the time, it is because something you need to learn. And that's something that you need to learn could be many things. Humility, love, compassion, generosity. So many different things that we need to come to maturity in. And so you have to search your heart. Because only you and God knows your heart. Truly what's in it. You and God. And so you got to search your heart. And figure out with prayer and listening to God, what is it in this struggle that I keep going through because I keep praying. And most of the time through those kind of struggles, we will pray and ask God, um, Lord, bring me out, bring me out of this. So you're praying and asking God to bring you out of the thing that God is trying to help you grow. Now, because you're praying, you know, th th this has to do with not praying the will of God. And I have to say this right here. It's very hard to pray the will of God if you don't know what the will of God is for your life. And so while you're searching, for the will of God in your life, your prayer should be your prayer should be specific. Many times when we're trying to get what God has for us and we don't know what that thing is and we pray, then we began to pray in generality. And again, I'm reminded of what God says in his word. You have not because you ask not. So when you're asking God for help, when you're asking God for help, then you need to Be specific in the help that you need. 
it would be your prayer would be more effective for you if while asking God you are specific in what you need and it is the will of God see many of us when we are praying <clears throat> we not pray in the will of God We praying about things that's not his his will for us. And so because it's not his will for us. Here, let me give you an example. And 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 this is something easy, easy, easy. You would never give your child, your nine-year-old child, a Mercedes Benz as a gift. Why? Because your child has not grown into an adult to be able to drive and handle the responsibilities of a car. And so many of us are praying for things and about things that we haven't yet grown into and may have to go through a few storms in growing up in order to mature so that we can walk into our blessings. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and while we are maturing, we are worrying in the situation that God has allowed us to go through in order to bring us to maturity. So that he can place us in a position where we can then operate at full capacity in the blessing that he has for us. See, when you give children things before they're ready for them, they tear them up. And so you say, well, church lady, uh, uh, this ain't what, I, what I'm going through. This ain't, this ain't from God. This couldn't possibly be from God. Well, you're right. In that there are some things that we go through that not always are from God. Not everything that every storm that we experience is from God. Sometimes the enemy, when you under attack, sends storms in your life. And so you, you, you say, well, how can you know the difference being the storm that I'm in and the storm that the enemy sends? Well, God would never sin again. God would never, never send a storm upon you that would hurt you, okay? He would never hurt you, his child because he loves you. He loves you so much and everything that he does for you ultimately is to bring you back in to relationship with him. Hurting you is not going to 
bring you back into relationship with him and hurting you is not going to bring you back into his presence he wants to have you with him always so he wouldn't hurt you he wouldn't hurt you to do that that's not how God addresses and relates to us he's a loving compassionate understanding perfect father and that's how he treats his child with love and compassion grace and mercy and so you say okay 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 church lady okay okay I get that so if God treats us with love and understanding and compassion, then him treating us with love and compassion and understanding, why do I still worry? Why am I still worried? Well, that's what we're talking about. That's where we're trying to get you to a place and help you understand that you're worrying while you're growing may be a natural thing that you do in the flesh. And you probably will continue to do this until your spirit woman matures to a point where you began to understand that the struggle that you're going through, although it hurts, ultimately, even though you don't understand and can't trace it at that time, you trust that you're going to come out of that thing better than when you began. Come on in. It's the church lady. And I am coming at you with part two of worrying while we are trying to trust God. Worrying. And I'm going to pick up where I left off. You know, when we have a storm and, you know, I get it, I get it. You're in a storm and, and, and you say, well, I don't think this storm is of God. God couldn't, wouldn't send me through this. And that might be so. And it's actually very important that we understand which storms are from God and which storms are not from God and how we respond in these storms in both case scenarios how you respond in the storm that's from God and how you respond in the storm that's not from God and how both of these storms um, cause you to worry and in your worrying which is and not because I believe it, but because it is. It is a natural occurrence that we tend to participate in when the strife of life uh, and the fiery darts come against us. We begin to worry. It causes a spirit of worry to come upon you. And what I want to try and uh, open up the discussion here is what 
is actually going on with us that we don't understand which is causing the worry the thing that's happening to us which causes us to respond in worry and what exactly is worry and even though we go through different things worrying in and of itself and the basis and the root of it always stem from the same thing not trusting God see because if you trusted God then you would not worry Now, that is not a statement of condemnation. That is a statement that I'm wanting you to understand so that you can now begin to address why or recognize when you began to exhibit signs of worrying in a space where you know that you can trust God but you don't. Isn't it amazing how we say we know that we know that we know? Well, if we know that we know that we know then how does worry factor into this space? But when we look in this space, we still find worry. And so it is my hopes in having this discussion that we began to recognize for ourselves in our own way what we can do, how we can respond when we recognize that this is what we are experiencing. Y'all following me? The Word of God is uh, full of so many promises for every situation that we may experience and go through. For the struggles in our lives, God is amazing and that he has provided for us So that we can understand what we're going through. And because I learned a new thing yesterday, as I said before, I want to share it with you. And the thing that I learned about yesterday has to do with worry. And my hope is that it'll help somebody like it helped me. That when we see this, now we'll know what to do. Because you know how when you're going through something and people are saying, well, uh, just stand, just stand, just stand, just stand. What exactly, you know, is stand? Can we, can we get some exacts 
on what standing is. What do you do in standing? You know, because it sounds good. It sounds good. You know, it sounds real good. But what exactly is standing? And, and what exactly, you know, is holding on to the word? And when, when, when there is uh, 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 a trial that you're going through and a person tells you, just, just, just stand on the word of God. That's all you have to do. Stand on the word of God. So I hope what I'm about to share with you now uh, gives you an insight into standing on the word of God when you begin to worry in what you're going through in your storm. While you are in your storm and you are worrying, I want to share with you what standing on the word of God means. And so, we gonna stick with the word of God, what it says. That's what we're going to go with the word of God because that's what he has given us so that we can go through all that we do and come out victorious. Is that all right with you? And I want you to be able to say, hey, you heard it here from the church lady. It ain't always about you. Amen. Alright. Okay. Worry. Now, the first thing that are the first place that I'm going to go here in this discussion is in the word of God right because the word of God um is always, not should, is always going to be the foundation for everything that I talk about here at the woman at the well. Because the whole purpose is for us to have a well experience. And the only way that every woman can have a well experience is to have an encounter with Jesus. That's what the well experience is all about. It's so that we can all have a well experience with the Lord. So, what I wanted, the story that I want to share with you right now is the story where 
the disciples where Jesus had told the disciples to go get in the boat and go to the other side. Okay. So they went and did, you know, what he said they got in the boat to go to the other side. And they were in the boat and a storm came. They had done exactly what God had said. They had done exactly what Jesus had said. Okay. And they were going to the place where he had told them to go. And while going to the place where he had told them to go, A storm occurred, a really, really bad storm. Like, the storm was so terrible that the waves was beating up the side of the boat and the water that was in the ocean began to spill over into the boat and the boat began to sink and they were terrified and many times when we are in a storm and, and, and this is where we, we describe it as things overrunning us. When things get out of control. And the things that you are experiencing begin to overrun you. And you don't have no control over what's happening and the storm that you in you began to think that you gonna drown see see that's what worrying is worrying actually affects your thinking it is when your thinking becomes full of doubt. When your thinking becomes full of doubt, unbelief, uncertainty and fear. When all of these things begin to take place in your life,
are afraid of the outcome. When you become so worried, so your all of your thoughts um, become that of fear, doubt, uncertainty. Those are the things that comprise worry. When you take all of these things and you bring them together, they produce worry. Now, when these disciples were in the boat and the waters began to spill over into the boat and the wind began to howl, when things began to get loud and their thoughts, in their thoughts, in their minds, when what they could physically hear, when they began to hear in a way when they began to physically hear and see in a way that distorted their perception of what they Thought became changed into what they were now seeing and hearing. Their thinking changed. Their thoughts changed. Their thinking because of what they were seeing and hearing. <laughs> and so when their thoughts changed, it produced in them unbelief which manifested in worry. That is where the worrying start. Because of all of the because of all of the water all of the wind the loud noises of the wind that was taking place they had become fearful because of them being able to see all of the uh water that was then taking over because of them being able to take over all of the uh the water coming over into the boat they uh i don't think no i can't get to there i can't get there um the worry that they began to have began to consume them this is part three and we're talking about worry and here we go. We're going to go right into Matthew 14. <clears throat> and in Matthew 14, again, is the story about the disciples being in the boat. And the waves coming, the storm coming. And they began to worry how they began to respond because of the things that they saw and heard. And the things that they saw and the things that they heard, what it produced in them and gave birth to worry, disbelief, doubt, because of what they seen and because of what they heard. Now, that's what happens to us in a storm. Same thing. And so you're going through that, and people who you trust and believe 
began to say to you things like be in carriage. Because you know God. And God knows you. And so just stand on his word. But you're still worrying because you're not really understanding what that exactly means. Just stand in his word. Just stand on the word. Just hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the unchanging hand. So you say, well, church lady, Just tell me exactly what that means. And so, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to explain right here in his word. And so, we're going to go right to verse 27, 28, and 29. 27. And I'm going to be paraphrasing, ladies. Where Jesus says something like, be a good courage, it is me. verse 28 and along with all the disciples that are in the boat Peter's there and, and Peter says if it's you Lord tell me to come now I'm going to stop and rest right here for a minute sometimes you got to get out the boat because you got to get away from boat people Well, church lady, what you mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. About both people. I mean people who are not spiritual enough that when you're going through a storm, they are feeding your unbelief your doubt your undecidedness and help fueling your work those that jump on your bandwagon you know who they are Instead of them holding you up, pointing you towards Christ, they are feeding the very thing that you are in fear of. In your storm. Because when the winds begin to howl, The disciples began to experience fear because of what they heard. And sometimes when you're in a storm and you are hearing things that are not to your advantage, it produces fear. When you hear things because these things become loud in your mind. In the ears of your mind, the wind begin to howl very loud. And then you become afraid because of what you hear. Just like the disciples. When the water began to spill over into the boat and it appeared because of their thoughts, because they thought they would sink, they began to think. that they would die and 
because their thinking became that of fear they began to work and so verse 28 Peter says even in a stage of worrying he made a decision that he would trust God and get out the boat. When he asked what he asked, he had already prepared in his mind and had begun to resist what he was seeing and hearing. And so he found the carriage in the midst of his storm to say Lord if it's you bid me to come now now this is where I want y'all to hold on at this is where I want you to hold on at right here right here y'all know the story and we know that at that moment Jesus said come and that Peter got out of the boat. Get out the boat. Sometimes you got to get away from them boat people. And when Peter got out of the boat, he began to walk. Now this right here gonna mess some of y'all up. Because you've been taught that Peter walked on water. But I'm here to correct you in your thinking so that you can understand what standing on the word of God is. Peter did not walk on water. Let's go back to verse 29. Let's go back to verse 28. Peter said, Lord, he was still in the boat. If it's you bid me to come. After he said that immediately, Jesus said, come. And he got out of the boat and he walked towards Jesus. What did he walk on? He walked on the word of God, come. Y'all see that? Do y'all see that? He didn't walk on the water. He walked on the word, come, that Jesus had came that Jesus had gave him verse 29 says come and Peter got out of the boat and he came to Jesus not walking on the water but walking on the word of God come the word that God had given him. Come. Because if Peter could walk on water. When he first seen him. Lord if that it was you. He would not have said. Bid me to come. He would have just got out. The boat. And began to walk on the water. But he couldn't get out the boat. Until. Jesus. Gave him a word. Come, and that's what he got out the boat on and walked on the word come. Hey, I know some of y'all got that, didn't you? Some of y'all got that. Amen. And when he did that, all worry ceased to exist in his mind because he then began to walk and stand on the word of God. Not what he seen, not what he heard, not what he was experiencing, but on what God had said. Come. Do y'all get that? 
Now, I hear some of y'all out there. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. And for that, ladies, guess what? We gonna keep right on moving ahead. On this word thing. Because I want y'all to stay focused on what the elephant in the room is. And the elephant in the room is worry. And trusting God. That's what the elephant in the room is. Why do we worry? Well, we should be trusting God when we are in a storm by standing on his word that he has given us. Now, when you're going through your storm, whatever it may be, you have to have a word in you from God. And how you get a word in you from God is you have to be prayerful. You have to be diligent in conversing with the Lord. Let not all of your conversing be request because you need to hear what thus saith the Lord in order to stand on the theme. See, in spite of all of the wind howling, in spite of all of the water that Peter was no doubt standing in, being tossed all around. Through all of the waves hitting the boat, splashing in his eyes, he could still see with his thoughts in his mind and hear with his ears when the Lord said come sometimes there's so much going on in our lives in a storm so much hurt that it distorts what we see and how we see and that's why it is imperative that when you are in a storm and you are in a space where the pain and struggle of the storm is overwhelming you and worry is consuming you that you listen to hear the word that God has for you that will save you. And that can be heard only in trusting God and trusting his word that you already have. So that you know that you know that you know 
See, knowing that you know that you know is what you already have. That comes from what you already have. So when you begin to worry in a storm, you need to remember what he already has done. And then remembering what he already has done, you can then use that thing like blinders which keep your mind, your eyes focused on what's in front of you, the word of God. And so when the Lord says, come, you can walk, stand, run on the come. And worry will no longer have dominion in your thoughts, which produces all of the doubt and fear. Because you began to stand on the word of God. You began to be victorious. You began to understand that the God that loves you. Would not allow this thing to destroy you. You began to understand. And begin stronger. Doubt and fear and worry and discouragement begins to be destroyed and replaced with courage understanding, wisdom, clarity, peace. And so growth takes place. And so the storm that was sent to destroy you begins to be the fuel that strengthens you. And so you say, well, well, how you know, how you know, how you know the difference. How you know the difference between the storm that is sent to destroy you than the storm that is sent by God that strengthened, that's, that's meant for you to grow and to change. How do you know what the difference is? Well, let's go back to the word. When the disciples were in the boat and they began to cry out for God, Jesus, what is what he did? Let's go back to the scriptures. He rebuked the sea and the wind. Now God 
if the storm was sent from God, then Jesus would have never rebuked the wind or the sea because it was sent from God and Jesus would never rebuke God. And so this storm was designed to hurt, harm, and destroy the disciples physically and spiritually in their minds and thoughts. That's what that particular storm was designed to do. It was designed to destroy them because Jesus would never rebuke God. And so we see in the scripture that Jesus rebuked the wind and the waters. So, so let, let, let's go here for, look at, uh, uh, okay, so we in Matthew 14, uh, verse 24 says, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it buffeted by the wind the wind was blowing so hard that they were so terrified. They were so terrified that they were going to sink. And ultimately, they felt like they were going to die. They felt like they were going to die because of everything that was happening to them. We going to, we going to, we. We're going to read this, okay? Uh, Matthew 14. I'm going to start at... Okay. I'm, I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version, verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind, the wind ceased. When they, when Jesus called his hand and walked with him, carried him back into the ship. Immediately, the wind stopped. Sometimes, that's how it is with us, that even when we're in a storm and things begin to happen to us, even when we're in a storm and we have the Word of God and it is then and only then do we understand that he'll never leave us or he'll never forsake us, no matter what the storm is. And we go through the same thing over and over and over and over again until 
we understand and begin to trust God on our own and we can walk on the word of God because we have that word hidden in our heart. And when the storms of life comes, we can hold on to that word that he has given us and it will produce peace in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls. Ladies, thank you for this time that we spent together. I hope some has been said that sparks in you, that stretches your mind and your heart to walk on the word of God. And remember, you heard it here first. It ain't always about you. See you when you stop by for your next cup of coffee. The church lady.